This is the John Oakley Show podcast. When it comes to real estate, uh, as I see in my own neighborhood, I was talking earlier about the gas lines being severed earlier today by the guys digging a foundation for the next door neighbor. (laughs) The backhoe went kablooey. And so could the house have if the uh, firefighters didn't come in and the Enbridge people and shut everything off. But uh, the properties in my hood, a lot of people really uh, trying to consolidate. Not a lot of movement, but they're building on. And you see uh, the bins in the yards. And there may be a reason for that. It seems like we've reached a stasis. Uh, Somewhere along the lines, the market has cooled off. In Toronto, it was torrid about 18 months, two years ago. And that's in part because of the stress test that was implemented about uh, a year and change ago anyway. And now when we've got Bill Morneau uh, in a budget announcement that many are anticipating tomorrow to make affordable housing easier to come by, it begs the question, uh, how will that be accomplished and will he reduce if that's possible, uh, the onerous strict, uh, strictures of the uh, the stress test. Joining us on the line now is John Pasalis. He's the president of Realosophy.com, and uh, perhaps he can put this all into perspective. John, good to have you back on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Well, all right, on this stress test thing, uh, it has cooled out the market, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely cooled down sales. I mean, it's made it harder for some buyers to get into the market, and uh you know, we're kind of seeing the effects of that like that in, in, in the GTA right now. Sales are down a fair bit, but the market's been still pretty stable, fortunately. All right. Uh, and yet this has become somewhat controversial. I mean, the stress test, should it be lifted or is it uh, doing its job? And let's just continue on in that vein. Well, I mean, the reason they were introduced is because of pretty much where we are today. I mean, today we're in a, in a place where households are, are very leveraged. And that's kind of what the Bank of Canada is really worried about. Um, and when you're at this stage in the market where people have, or in the economy, when people have so much debt, I mean, they're really just trying to get people to sort of deleverage because, you know, we see the side effect it has on the economy. I mean, the Bank of Canada raised rates by just, you know, one and a quarter percent. And, you know, we're seeing people spend less and save less and really getting squeezed financially, even with just this little bit of a rate increase. So, you know, in theory, the stress test is supposed to prevent that in the future, you know, prevent people from taking on too much debt. Well, it seems to have worked. Uh, not everybody's happy about that, needless to say. People, I guess, looking forward to their home, appreciating in value uh, significantly, as it was a couple of years back. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, what do you anticipate, if anything, from the budget tomorrow and so far as uh, real estate or affordable housing is concerned? Yeah. So the biggest thing that most people are expecting is that the, uh, the, the federal government's going to introduce measures to effectively allow uh, first-time home buyers to take on a mortgage that they can spread over 30 years rather than 25 years, which is the current rules. And that's effectively just going to allow buyers to spend a little bit more on their home. I don't think they're going to be uh, unwinding the stress test. I mean, they'll still keep the stress test, but just allow buyers to take on a little bit more debt and sort of spread out the time period that they can uh, make those payments off. Well, there was a time not too long ago where it was extended out to 30 years and then it got pared back to 25. Yeah, we were actually at 40 years. So back in 2006, the, the maximum was 40 years and then gradually got scaled back to 25 years. I mean, this is partly why we have so much debt in Canada. I mean, because we used to have 40-year mortgages, 35-year mortgages. Um, so, it, I mean, it's not. this isn't really a solution to affordability. I mean, it's really just saying, um, you know, take on more debts to buy a house. I mean, it, it helps some homebuyers get into the market, but you know, the downside is they're just taking on uh, taking on more debt and taking a lot longer to pay it off. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, an amortization over 40 years, you should live that long, uh, 
reduces your monthly payments. And so you go out and you borrow more and buy it on toys and things. By the way, uh, there's another issue in play here. And the the exemption for borrowers who want to stay with their existing lender, uh, that stress test is in place. But, you know, what that does is people don't shop around for competitive rates, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the one the one place where I think there is room to sort of change the stress test because, you know, what we're seeing right now is, yeah, people can't shop around. And, and in some cases, people are having a hard time uh, even qualifying to refinance the same home that they live in uh, because the stress tests are, are obviously uh, a lot more difficult in terms of qualifying than it was when people bought three or four years ago. So uh, I think it's a good measure to sort of relax some of those policies on people who are refinancing their home and, and give them a few more options to shop around. Again, with John Pasalis, the president of Realosophy.com, on the matter of uh, a budget being tabled tomorrow and how that might impact real estate, uh, be you a first-time buyer or just in general, uh, you know, you own some real property. A big one that the uh, Canadian Real Estate Association is hoping the government will allow uh, mortgage payments to be completely tax-deductible like RRSPs. They've got that in the States, don't they? Well, they don't have in the states. They have the, the the tax deductibility of the interest payment, not on your principal payment. And I think, I mean, that's a significant difference. And uh, I, I honestly don't think the the federal government's probably going to be going that route. I mean, this is uh, probably Korea's wish list or Canadian Real Estate Association's wish list. But I, I'd be surprised if this is a, a policy that they put in place right now. Yeah, something I think they did promote, uh, which sounds interesting and and. It seems reasonable on the surface. You tell me, uh, this is again Korea. Uh, yeah. They they want to see a two percentage point stress test become a hard cap, uh, which gets reduced as interest rates rise. Like you got 1.75 now, and the government said, Bank of Canada, uh, last week, that they're going to hold steady for a while for the foreseeable, into 2020, actually, because the economy softened. But if yeah. it goes up by a quarter of a point, the stress test would add 1.7 points instead of two. So it's sort of, you know, the sliding scale. Yeah, I mean, I think that the only issue with that is it, it doesn't help you once, you know, once interest rates go up another uh, full percentage point or percentage point and a half. I mean, you just end up getting people who are potentially maxing out on what the banks will lend them, right? And I think that's kind of one of the reasons why they wanted to put the stress test in is that a lot of buyers were just maxing out on what banks were qualifying them for. You know, and the problem with that is if you go with what the, the old rules were, you could basically uh, qualify to spend up to sort of 50% of your after-tax income. That was kind of sort of the, the rule. As long as no more than 50% of your after-tax income went to housing, that was fine. But what a lot of buyers ended up finding out is that's, that's a lot of money to actually be putting towards housing costs. And, you know, especially for young families, first-time buyers who perhaps hadn't thought about sort of the costs down the road uh, in terms of repairs and schooling and childcare. I mean, these are sort of the situations where a lot of people are really stressed financially. So, I think it's probably better to just keep them in place and, uh, you know, and relax them on the refinancing. All right, uh, because, you know, the van- the banks might be vulnerable as well when you consider uh, you know, the job market uh, may soften or in some cases, you know, incomes don't go up uh, measurably. Yeah. So, so does that become a, a problem as well insofar as wanting to finance a home? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the stress tests really just allow people to, you know, basically put people in a, a bit of a safer position financially rather than, you know, maxing out on debt and, and really just buying based on this sort of ideal and best case scenario of, of what their incomes are going to be in the future. So I think it's generally kind of a good policy. The reality is the majority of people aren't affected by the stress tests. I mean, and, and despite what Korea says, I mean, it was really 
a small percentage of the market who were just buying at the absolute max that banks were approving them for. And, and most people, even our own brokerage, we find, you know, most people don't want to spend that much because they find it would be too stressful financially. So the majority of people actually uh, were spending less and probably aren't that impacted by the stress test. All right. Uh, although it's cooled out the market, as we said, at the hop and uh, going forward, uh, do you see a recovery anytime soon? Or, I mean, is it steady growth at a couple of percentage points that we should be happy with? Yeah, I think I think the market probably is going to stay stable for the rest of the year. I mean, certainly if they in- allow sort of increasing amortization payments, we're probably going to see a bit of a acceleration, I would think, in the spring. I mean, all of these these types of policies that, you know, create more demand and add stimulus are going to have a, a positive impact on sales and potentially might even drive up prices a little bit as well. All right. Uh, and so we'll see what Mr. Morneau has in plan uh, tomorrow and uh Follow up from there. Thanks so much for your Sounds time this great. afternoon, John. My pleasure. Okay. okay, you got it. John Pasalis again, president of Realosophy.com on that real estate note. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.